reading from the book of Acts. While he clung to Peter and John, all the people, utterly astounded, ran together to them in the portico called Solomon's. And when Peter saw it, he addressed the people, Men of Israel, why do you wonder at this? Or why do you stare at us as though by our own power or piety we have made him walk? The God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob, the God of our fathers, glorified his servant Jesus, whom you delivered over and denied in the presence of Pilate, when he had decided to release him. But you denied the holy and righteous one and asked for a murderer to be granted to you. And you killed the author of life, whom God raised from the dead. To this we are witnesses. And his name, by faith in his name, has made this man strong, whom you see and know. And the faith that is through Jesus has given the man this perfect health in the presence of you all. And now, brothers, I know that you acted in ignorance, as did also your rulers. But what God foretold by the mouth of all his prophets, that his Christ would suffer, he thus fulfilled. Repent, therefore, and turn back, that your sins may be blotted out, that times of refreshing may come from the presence of the Lord, and that he may send the Christ appointed for you, Jesus, whom heaven must receive until the time for restoring all the things about which God spoke by the mouth of his holy prophets long ago. Moses said, The Lord God will raise up for you a prophet like me from your brothers. You shall listen to him in whatever he tells you. And it shall be that every soul who does not listen to that prophet shall be destroyed from the people. And all the prophets who have spoken, from Samuel and those who came after him, also proclaimed these days, You are the sons of the prophets and of the covenant that God made with your fathers, saying to Abraham, And in your offspring shall all the families of the earth be blessed. God, having raised up his servant, sent him to you first to bless you by turning every one of you from your wickedness. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Well, good morning again. Uh, for, for those who may have walked in, my name is Cody Quinn, the pastor of Students and Connections here, and I'm honored to be able to speak to you guys today. So before I get started, uh, let's bow for a quick word of prayer. Father, we thank you so much for this time. Thank you for being in the midst of us through our gathering together, through our worship, through our prayers. Father, thank you for being here. And I pray that as I stand here and speak, that you would be here and that you would speak, that you would cut to the hearts and minds uh, so that we could be changed and transformed to be more and more like you. Father, we pray all this in your name. Amen. Amen. So you can see the title of my sermon today is True Wholeness. And when you think of this word of wholeness, I want you to think of like completion or this time of flourishing, when things are right, when things are whole. And so I want to start by asking you this question. How much do you value wholeness? How much do you value wholeness? And I think this is something that uh, we don't really think about until we feel like we've been shorted of something. Um, So maybe you've ordered Domino's before and the delivery guy gets to your door, you, you take the pizza in, you may give them a nice size tip, you take it to your table and you open it up and it looks like this and the frustration that sets in. I know when we get pizza for our student ministry, if pizzas came like this all the time, that would cause mass chaos. And so we love wholeness, like we know something is wrong here or maybe you're puzzle people and this just frustrates the mess out of you. 
um, like it does me. This is when I just want to throw it off the table. Like we love wholeness. We know something's wrong when something is incomplete. We know something's wrong. We know that we were made for wholeness, completion, for flourishing. And I believe that's the main idea of our scripture today is that this wholeness that we seek after, this flourishing that we seek after is found in the name of Jesus, that faith in Jesus' name brings wholeness to life, brings completion, brings flourishing to life. And as I talk, these three words will, will guide us today. We are to refocus, we are to restore, and we are to reach. So as we begin with our first point of refocus, let's dive into the scripture. Acts 3 verse 11 reads this. While he clung to Peter and John, all the people utterly astounded ran together to them in the portico called Solomon's. And when Peter saw it, he addressed the people. Men of Israel, why do you wonder at this? Or why do you stare at us as though by our own power or piety we have made him walk? The God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob, the God of our fathers, glorified his servant Jesus, whom you delivered over and denied in the presence of Pilate, when he had decided to release him. But you denied the holy and righteous one and asked for a murderer to be granted to you, and you killed the author of life, whom God raised from the dead. To this we are witnesses, and his name by faith in his name, has made this man strong, whom you see and know. And the faith that is through Jesus has given the man this perfect health or this wholeness in the presence of all of you. So let me set the context for those who have not journeyed with us the past several weeks. We are uh, continuing our series in Acts, and we're here in Acts 3, but what has happened prior to this? We see at the beginning of Acts that Jesus promises that this helper is going to come. And we see that this helper, the Holy Spirit, comes to the disciples in the upper room. And by the Holy Spirit coming and filling the room and filling the people, all the people were united together. All these people from different nations and tribes and tongues, they were united under the Holy Spirit. And we see from there, Peter notices that he has this crowd, as he does in his second sermon here, but he has this crowd, so he launches into his first sermon in Acts chapter 2. And in that sermon, as I preached a few weeks ago, he basically says, hey, this Jesus who just rose from the dead, you played a part in putting him on the cross. But even though you played a part in that, he died for you, and you should choose to trust and obey and live for him. And immediately following that sermon, Pastor Paul last week spoke from the beginning of Acts chapter 3, where we see this beggar sitting at the temple gate uh, asking for, for money, asking for alms, asking for help from those. He's been paralyzed since birth. And we see that Peter and John are approaching, and this man calls out, and Peter says, uh, hey, I, I don't have silver or gold to give you, but what I do have, I give you. In the name of Jesus, get up and walk. Pick up your mat and walk. And we see that the guy gets up, jumps around, and hangs out with Peter and John. And the people around them see, isn't that the guy who was just paralyzed, who's been begging since day one? Isn't this he? And we pick up in our scripture here today that Peter again notices that he has an audience, notices that the people are around him, and he takes advantage of this audience to preach his second sermon since the Holy Spirit has come. 
But the thing about this audience is that they are looking, they have now, uh, the wonder and the awe of this miracle that's happened has now shifted to wonder and awe of, man, did Peter and John just do this? How, what's so special about Peter and John? And we see that Peter, from the very beginning, he says, hey, we got to refocus. It's not by uh, mine and John's power or piety that this has happened. There's nothing special about us. It's not our power and it's not our godliness or how good we are, how, how, how good we follow God that has caused this guy to be healed. It's not us. He points to Jesus. He says, refocus. Get your eyes off of us and look to Jesus. And we see he continues and throughout the rest of our scripture, we see names, he starts name dropping like Abraham and Isaac. Jacob, and as we'll see as we continue to read Moses and Samuel, he says, hey, this God that your forefathers have told you about, that your ancestors have told you about, this prophet that was going to be raised up, this Savior that would be raised up and come to you, it's this Jesus, and it's through his name that this healing has taken place, that this beggar has uh, risen and is walking to this day and hopping around. N.T. Wright says this. He says, when we look at Jesus and see what happens through his name, it is as though, like Moses, we are standing by the burning bush, seeing something spectacular, which ought to say to us that the creator God, the God of Abraham, is living and active and keeping his promises once again. This Jesus is alive and active, is working today, This God, this Jesus that your forefathers have told you about, that is who brought healing in this case. And that is who can bring healing to you and who can bring salvation to you. And the same is true for us today, that it is through faith in the name of Jesus, as verse 16 tells us, that anything happens, that salvation, that healing happens. It is through that. It is through him. And so we must refocus, refocus off of ourselves, refocus off of others or the things in our life that we think bring us wholeness and see that it is only Jesus that can bring us true wholeness. It is only Jesus who can help us to flourish in this life. So number one, we must refocus. Number two, restore. Our scripture continues in verse 17. And now, brothers, I know that you acted in ignorance, as did also your rulers, But what God foretold by the mouth of all the prophets, that his Christ would suffer, he thus fulfilled. Repent, therefore, and turn back, that your sins may be blotted out, that times of refreshing may come from the presence of the Lord, and that he may send the Christ appointed for you, Jesus, whom heaven must receive until the time for restoring all the things about which God spoke by the mouth of his holy prophets long ago. To illustrate this point, we have a guy in our church, maybe mid-20s. Um, he has a, a side business of AJ's Furniture Solutions. You may know him, AJ Wurzberger. And on the side, on the weekends, he does restorations. And, and it's actually more than furniture here, but we'll go through. And, and you may have seen some restoration projects before, but we see this table here that's all scuffed up, all messed up. And we see that through the hard work of AJ that he has made it pristine again. He has made it like new again. And then we see this old, really rust bucket at this point, this old wooden heater that, uh, that would be used to heat houses. We see that he has taken this and made it like new 
again. And if you could come up and see the detail of that, you see that that had to take time and effort and how something like a rust bucket could end up and be made to look like new. And one more, we see this uh, kind of old-timey stove oven here um, that, again, has just been thrown out. Dirty, old, rusty. And we see that AJ, uh, just in the side, just on his extra time, has made this thing look like new, like he just bought it from the store. So if you need anything restored, <laughs> contact AJ. I can, I can hook you up. But um, we see that in this scripture, G, uh, Peter's talking about, hey, there's restoration coming. There's restoration coming. We see that there's even in the scripture that refreshing, refreshment is coming, that Jesus is coming to restore. When we look at our, our world today, we see that there's many messed up things. We see that there's things that are not right. We see that there's something that's incomplete, something that's just not adding up to, to this beautiful um, flourishing that Jesus talks about all throughout Scripture. This picture of the Garden of Eden in the beginning where it was perfection, where Adam and Eve would walk with God in the cool of the day, we see that something is missed. We see that life really looks like that scuffed up table. Life really looks like that rust bucket where, man, there's promise, but it's just not adding up. We see in your life maybe you know, I think of, you know, I'm the student pastor here, so I think of our kids. I think of our kids who look at, at their parents. Maybe their parents fight all the time. Maybe their parents are divorced and they are just sitting in their room thinking, something just doesn't add up here. It's not the picture of life that I see Jesus talk about, or, or, or maybe it's something in your life. What's not adding up in your life? And Jesus or, or Peter in the scripture is saying, there's a time where all will be made new. There's a time where all will be restored from this uh, negative situation to perfection, where Jesus will make all things new. But what about today? What about today? What, how about until we get to this time of, of uh, full out restoration? What about today? And we see that Peter in there talks about this time of refreshment that times of refreshing may come from the presence of the Lord. See, it's in Jesus' name that refreshing can come even today. Before restoration happens, times of refreshment can come today in your life. And who couldn't use a little bit of refreshment? Who couldn't use Jesus moving in their life to make things new here and today? See, we don't have to wait for this future restoration. God wants to make heaven meet earth today. Times of refreshing are for us today. But we see that it happens through the name of Jesus Christ by having faith in Jesus. But in our scripture we just read, we see that those promises of refreshment and restoration begin with repentance. We can't just live the way that we want to and expect this all creator God just to let things work out for us. There's this idea of repentance from living our own selfish, sinful way and turning to honor God putting him first in our life. And I just spoke to our students this past week about what does it mean to put God first in your life? It doesn't mean that the first thing, first thing you do when you wake up, you pray, and God, God's been put first. We're all good for the day. It means putting God first in everything you do. When you brush your teeth, are you honoring God? When you eat breakfast, are you honoring God? When you drive to work and the person cuts you off, are you honoring God? Repentance is this choosing to not live for ourselves, but choosing 
actively every day to live and choose Christ. And we see that in that act of having faith in Jesus and choosing Jesus, that these times of daily refreshment can come and this time of total restoration will come. And so Peter is saying, hey, people, look, there's hope for today and there's hope for tomorrow. Jesus will come and restore. And then our last point is reach, is reach. Our scripture continues in verse 22. Moses said, the Lord God will raise up for you a prophet like me from your brothers. You shall listen to him in whatever he tells you. And it shall be that every soul who does not listen to that prophet shall be destroyed from the people. And all the prophets who have spoken from Samuel and those who came after him also proclaimed these days. You are the sons of the prophets and of the covenant that God made with your father, saying to Abraham, and in your offspring shall all the families of the earth be blessed. God, having raised up his servant, sent him to you first to bless you by turning every one of you from your wickedness. And we see in this scripture, he, Peter name drops again. He's talking about Moses and he's talking about Samuel. And he's saying, hey, again, this Jesus, this, this uh, Jesus who Moses has spoken about, who Samuel has talked about, the blessings that uh, God had spoke to them that are coming one day are being fulfilled in the name of Jesus. He raises high Jesus again because it's all about him. It's all about him. And when we see in this scripture again that it says that, uh, that we are sons, and when you see the word sons, that we are heirs. We are heirs to this blessing even today. Even today, we are heirs to this blessing. And I ask, you know, how many of you have been on an airplane and you see, you know, put the seatbelt in, take the seatbelt out, and then they say, you know, if the oxygen drops, these masks will drop, and you put the mask on yourself first, and then if you're able, you can help others. I believe that this call here is individual in a sense of where, hey, you know, G Jesus has come to you first. To you Israelites, to you Jews, like, like this salvation, this healing is here to you first. But as he's alluding to here is that in just a minute, this is gonna go out to everyone. Everyone is welcome to this faith in Jesus. And, I, and if you read the Old Testament and you read the New, you see that it's actually been open to people from the beginning, that Jesus is um, reaching out to other people but if it, if it ends with you, if it's just this individual pursuit for you of you saying, hey, I need to have faith in Jesus, and once I have it, we're good, we're set, or my family will be set, then you've missed the whole point. Let me read this short little story here. It says, I heard a story about a guy who applied for a job as an usher at a theater in the mall. As a part of the interview process, the manager asked him, what would you do in case a fire breaks out? The young guy answered, don't worry about me. I can get out fine. See, that's exactly how many in today's world respond to a lost and dying world around them. If you ask them, what would you do if Jesus came back tomorrow? They would probably respond, oh, don't worry about me. I'd be fine. It isn't enough just to get out yourself. You're responsible for helping others know the way. And Peter here is saying, it's for you first, but go out and bring others in. And what Peter's saying to us today is it's not just an individual pursuit of faith. It is for all. It is for you, for your family, and for us, and for us to make a difference together. That's why when the Holy Spirit came, he unified everyone there. 
And so Jesus is, is reaching out to us. Jesus is reaching out to all of us, even today. And he's saying, hey, won't you reach out? This gospel is for everyone. And so, G, and so Peter here, the challenge for you is where do you find yourself in these three uh, words? Do you find yourself in multiple? Do you need to refocus in life and, and put God first? Do you need to refocus and say, hey, it's all about Jesus and having faith in him. It's not about trusting in my job. It's not about trusting in money. It's not about trusting that this person will lead me well. It is about faith in Jesus. And then all things will flow from there. Is it about this restoration? Do you need refreshment to come to you today? Do you need hope that that total restoration will come in the future? Jesus is coming to restore all things and to bring refreshment today. Or do you need to get out of yourself, to get beyond yourself, to get beyond your own family and reach out to others just as Jesus is reaching out to you today? Who can you bring? Who can you invite? As we become one fellowship, who can you bring to one fellowship? Who can you bring to grow our one? Because we are one people serving one God, but there are many within that. How can you reach out just as God has reached out to you? But we have to remember that this all revolves around Jesus. It's not this pursuit that we can do for ourselves and this wholeness or this flourishing in life. It's not something that we can attain for ourselves. but it is that faith in Jesus' name brings wholeness to our life. Let me pray. Father, we place you first, place you first in, in our life, but we place you first in all things. In our work, we place you first. In our families, in our marriages, we place you first. Father, we just want to serve and honor you because we know that it's by faith in your name that healing and refreshing and restoration will come. And so, Father, we turn to you today. Father, help us to refocus. There's so many things in our world that will uh, uh, take our focus off of you. But how can we refocus to you? Father, help us to refocus. Help us to trust you for that refreshment and restoration. Help us to reach out. Help us to reach out just as you have did for us. We pray this in your name. Amen.